0: Love Talk Radio. Welcome to Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys. I'm your host, Joy Keys, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in. You can follow me on Twitter, at Joy Keys. Also, check me out on Facebook, Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys, and on Instagram, Saturdays with Joy Keys. Thank you so much for your support. Um, You can listen to the show on Spotify, on Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, uh, as well as here at Block Talk Radio and iTunes. You can also email me. Email me at Saturdays with Joy Keys at Hotmail.com. Well, that was Hole in One from Delvon Lamar Oregon Trio, um, their latest album. And uh, I hope that he'll be calling in in a second. Um, you know, with these superstars, man, they got a busy, busy schedule going from place to place. And things are picking up now because some COVID restrictions are definitely loosening up. You know, musicians had a really rough time over this COVID. I mean, artists in general, think about like actors and stuff, dancers, things where people have to be close to one another and intimate, if you will, and they cannot do their art. It's really straining. So a lot of people have been going online and holding concerts that way. Um, I know people have been um, doing lessons with, uh, you know, people who uh, needed help with their skill set and stuff like that. So, um, you know, anytime you see an artist, remember, give them a tip. You know, if they got the the, the guitar thing out in the street, help them out. Help them out. All right. I think this is our guest, Delvon Lamar. Good morning.
1: Hey. Hey. Hey, How you doing? I'm I'm all right.
0: You're a busy man.
1: Uh, I'm trying to be. (laughs) I mean,
0: you're moving all over the place, trying to play music, Uh, uh, moving. I mean, when it, when do you have time to sleep and rest?
1: Sleep? What's that? Never heard of such a thing. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I, we man, I've been I've been going like especially last. It, it, yeah, I've been moving, man. <laughs> I know. It, it does, well, things don't seem to slow down.
0: But that's good, right? I mean, things are picking up for for you guys as artists and as musicians.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, we are starting to get back on track. You know, we're starting to get out and get some more shows and stuff like that. You know, 2020 was a, a rough year, so um, it's just good to be back on the stage, man. It just feels so good.
0: I just played for the audience hole-in-one. Um, that's from your I Told You So album. I understand that was actually done in 2019, but you're just getting it out. Um, how? What have you been doing during the COVID time? Um, to keep yourself busy and and, and not drive yourself crazy or your family crazy? (laughs) Uh,
1: Well, uh, you know, we recorded the I told you so album uh, back in November or yeah, November of 2019. And uh, we had planned on releasing that at the beginning, like March of 2020, but then the, you know, everything went crazy. And so uh, we decided to push it back. At first, we pushed it back a few months to, like, the fall or, you know, around October or something like that uh, of 2020, and things just seemed to get worse. So, we are like, we're just going to release it in January, you know, uh, regardless to weather, because we wanted to tour the album, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. But right, right. actually... You know, 2020 has been, you know, very productive musically, Um, you know, because before that we were always on the road and, uh, you know, we didn't, we didn't settle down. We'd be on the road for eight months out of the year, you know, so, you know, finally having the time to sit down, uh, I've I've written probably like 80 tunes. We've recorded more songs, Um, also working on a new project. Um, it's going to be called DLo Three and Friends, and it's going to incorporate, you know, Delvon Lamar Oregon Trio as the bassist and you know, feature guests that we've met over the road, you know, since mm-hmm. we've been going on tours and stuff like that. So it's been very, very productive. Uh, financially, yeah, it sucked.
0: <laughs> uh, initially, it sucked. Right, washing your hands, wearing the mask. Say in sixty apart, not yeah. being friends. Yeah, minor details. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I'm going to uh, play aces for them. I'm going to play aces for them from the album. I told you so. Okay, give them a little taste. Okay. All right. Yep. <laughs> What other instruments were, were you playing before?
1: Oh, well, I played literally every instrument I got my hands on, except for guitar. I can't play that thing for nothing. But uh, <laughs> I start, <laughs> I when I first started off, I actually started off on baritone horn, like in junior high school. It was one of those deals where you had to pick an elective class, and you either had to take cooking or piano or guitar, and I didn't want to do any of that. So I just picked yeah. the guitar and uh, when I was in the band room, I lied to the band teacher. I said, Oh yeah, that's all horn on the floor. I didn't even know what it was. I was like, I can play that. He said, good. I'll put <laughs> you in band. And, and the next semester he did put me in band. I picked that thing up and I just watched the guy next to me and I actually played it. And I've been, and that's, So then I started going through the band room and trying to, you know, just kind of putting together instruments in the band room and playing them is gross. I know, but I was young, so I got an excuse.
0: (laughs) But that's
1: that's when I realized I can literally play any instrument. Like I picked up flutes, clarinets, trombones, tubas, you know, and I I finally settled them. Oh
0: my God. I hate you. (laughs) I can play the flute. So, I can play the flute. I can play the piccolo. Um, I wanted to learn uh, the piano. Um, that's on the list somewhere, but yeah.
1: Yeah, so, so well, I ended up, uh, set- well, I ended up settling on trumpet and drums, and I played drums uh, for a long time, and I still do. Um, I ended up getting a call to play with this cat, this organist in Seattle, named Joe Doria. Super good. Mm-hmm. He's a- He's he's a really good organist. And uh I've never seen anybody play organ before. Not like that. You know, when I was in chur- uh, church when I was younger, the pastor's wife played organ, but I wasn't really into music so I wasn't paying any attention. But uh mm-hmm. I saw Joe play and we were playing jazz and it's just like, dude, I've never seen that before. So one day a drummer comes in, sits in on drums and asks Joe if I can play and he let me play and I sat down at the organ, played it like I've been playing it my whole life. Right, right out of the gate, pedals and all. So mm. that's mm-hmm. what I decided to do.
0: That, you're like a savant of you know instruments. That's that's really a, a rare thing to find. But I mean, a lot of artists do play more than one thing, and even artists, you know, they they cut or go over to other genres say like a a dancer may become an actor or actor you know could play an instrument you know they do different things mm-hmm. but for you you're definitely like you know one of those savants you know mm-hmm. with, with that number of uh, instruments um i mean so you can like take your place of like if somebody gets sick you can just you know run in and, and, and take their spot <laughs> you know
1: yeah you know, well um, that's funny because like uh, when I was in junior high school, that's exactly what happened. It's like whatever instrument we didn't have, the band teacher knew I can play all these. So whatever instrument we were missing, he would just shove me on that instrument. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Did you have any family members that played music or were into um, the music industry?
1: Yeah, I had a couple family members. My mom was a singer. She uh, used to sing back up when Johnny Taylor used to come to Seattle uh she used to sing back up for him or whenever he came this was when she was in chicago so uh she used to do that i had an uncle who had a little funk band back in the day um they were called unfinished business and uh they actually have an album i found it I, i gotta buy it i haven't haven't got it yet but uh but um and I got a couple other uncles that had like funk bands or rock and roll bands. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, they and yeah, my brother's a hip hop producer. He, oh,
0: okay, so you're, oh really, a hip hop producer? Yes. Okay. He goes by
1: Tyrone. He, he,
0: Tyrone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry.
0: No, I was going to say um, you talked about albums. You know, people are getting back to listening to music on albums. How do you listen to your music, especially since you, you know, um, play all these different instruments and probably into all these different sounds? What's better for you? CD, DVD, you know, album, uh, record? What's the deal?
1: I don't know. I'm partial to vinyl. You know, I I just love the way vinyl sounds, you know, um... There's certain things missing when you when you start processing music to digital. Like there's just a, certain things that are missing. But you know, vinyl. I don't know. It's just so raw. I like I like music raw. Like I always tell people. Like I don't like even when I'm playing. I don't care about mm-hmm. mistakes, man, because that stuff makes music real. And for me, like listening to music on vinyl, it just. It's a certain feeling it's different you know
0: mm-hmm. right right a lot of people say that that they like the vinyl and i remember growing up my dad had like oh my god tons and tons of albums um and you know i don't think he has them anymore but uh it's just amazing how now everybody's going back to vinyl and record players are being sold and you know, you can't. You know, find. Uh, I remember having like the uh, old. like not like the Walkman. I'm old. I'm 51, but it's like you had the little CD player thing, and you had the little uh, carried around with you and stuff. But um, now it's back to the albums. So how did you get this uh, group? Because I hear you didn't actually create this group. Somebody else did. If I'm understanding correctly.
1: Yeah, that was actually my wife. Like, this whole band, mm-hmm. uh, it's my wife. She's a kind of founder and owner of Delvon Lamar Oregon Trio. It was her idea. Um, I never wanted to start a band. I was, you know, I was in bands at that time. and I watched all these band leaders go through all this craziness and trying to keep band members together. I said, I don't want anything to do with that. I'd just be a side guy. And mm-hmm. she just watched me struggle so long, like not making any money, dragging around a 400 pound instrument for, you know, basically paying to play. I just wanted to play music, and she was like, she was like, you're too good for that, man. So, why don't we uh, start? Why don't you get some guys together, write some music, and I'll take care of all the rest. And that's what she did. And so we're literally here because of her.
0: That's awesome. I like her. She's a smart woman. <laughs> She is. She's very. She's very smart, right? I want to play some uh, other Mm -hmm. songs. This is "Call Your Mom." All right. Yeah. you still there did you can you hear me
1: i i am i did get disconnected <laughs> but okay. i got i got back in there
0: yeah okay well i'm glad you're back so that was call your mom and um Stan, you uh had it not the original one of your members uh was playing with somebody else tell us um what happened with uh that situation and how you found the replacement
1: uh i i didn't understand your question What did you say
0: you had a, a different band member. You, the people who recorded this album, I told you so, were, were, one of them was not the original member. How did you find this replacement?
1: Uh, oh, the, the drummer on that track is uh, Grant Shroff. Um, he's a member of a band called the Polyrhythmics, and they're they're good friends of ours. And, uh, you know, over the years since our original drummer uh, had left the band, uh, you know, we kind of cy- Trying to find the right drummer for you know for our for a permanent replacement, and uh, mm-hmm. so we ended up going on tour with Grant right before we recorded that album. So most of that music, actually on the I Told You So album, were actually not finished when we actually got to the studio. They were just great. Wow. and we actually we actually wrote them in the studio. So we have to oh come up God. with other parts. We have to come up with melodies. We have to do all of that. So because during our sound check, we, you know, we always come up with grooves and new ideas during the sound check. But we were on a 31-day mm-hmm. tour at that point, so we didn't actually get to finish writing these songs. So and the studio session was literally like four days after we got back. So we just had to go to the studio and write it.
0: Where did you come up with the title "I Told You So"? What's that about?
1: <laughs> Funny story. Uh, so originally, like when we lost our uh, our original drummer, um, he. A lot of people thought because our sound was so unique, and mm-hmm. his style is very unique of drumming, that they said, you know, would we sound the same? They were questioning, would we sound the same? Would it be as good? Things like that. And I said, you know, it doesn't it doesn't really matter. If the music is good, people are going to dig it. And so it was kind of, the title is kind of trying to prove a point that, like, it can be just as good. It has a slightly different sound, but it's still as good as the original mm-hmm. albums. So that's why I said, I told you so.
0: Who who were your mentors when you were growing up uh, in your music? You, you mentioned that you were in the band. Were, was there anybody else that helped you along?
1: Uh yeah, I've, I've had a, a few people help me along. Um, you know, but I had a well, I give a lot of credit to like uh, my uh, my junior high school band teacher was uh, Sam Chambliss. Because if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't even know I couldn't play music. Like I was, like I said, like I basically lied my way into music. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, I give him a lot of credit. But um, my brother was a huge influence to me too because he was like Sam. he he had probably like a three thousand record collection. That when you know he even collected 3, records his 000? whole life.
0: Oh my god! Oh yeah, he's. Wow.
1: see his house it's like he has a basement full of vinyl. <laughs> but uh mm-hmm. it, but he used to always buy these records and cuz he was in the hip hop so he was always sampling records and so he'd buy like the weirdest records that you can find. It's like it'll be like a Japanese. He can't even read the front. It'd be like a Japanese record or Chinese record or something like that. He'd look at the mm-hmm. cover and be like, "Dude, that looks cool. I'm buying it." and he'd buy all these vinyls, and he had an ear for these things. He would just hear, he'd play it, and I don't know what's going on, and he, we'll be listening, and he'd be like, oh, you hear that? And he'd play it back, and he'd sample it, and it'd be dope. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how you heard that, dude. I didn't get it. But, uh, you know, he was a big influence in my life, man. And, uh, you know, as far as, like, heroes go man like dr lonnie smith was man uh, that's that's my guy right there joey d francesco you know stevie
0: that's a he's got all person. the
1: booker T's. So, what'd you say
0: i said joey he's a, a philly i'm from philly and joey's philly
1: yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. man they, that that guy is like on another planet <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, man. He's on another planet, so, man, I, I got I, I you we actually became friends with him. We we got to hang out with him, like at the Detroit Jazz Festival and stuff like that. And I just watched this guy play. I'm just like, Come on, man. That's all I can say. Every time I see him play, I was like, Come on, man. <laughs> mhm.
0: Mhm. Mm-hmm. So who would you like to play with in the future? Uh, other than Joey uh, and the people you already mentioned, um, who would you like to play with? Cool
1: um one of these days i want to play with that drummer nate smith that dude that is uh he's a sick drummer um i like what i like you... nate smith mm-hmm. hmm no no go ahead um no <laughs> um i want to play music one of my favorite guitarists nowadays is cat peter bernstein and um he's based out of new york and he's on like a lot of Dr. Lonnie Smith albums and stuff like that. And uh, like he, I really like his sound. So play music with that cat. Uh, there's a lot of people.
0: So many, right?
1: I like to play with. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, there's a lot of cats. Let
0: me let me play some more of your uh, music. I'm gonna play Right Place, Right Time for the audience from I Told You So. Okay. Okay. So uh, that was Right Place, Right Time from I Told You So by the Delvon Lamar organ Trio. Tell me, what are some crazy stories that happened on the road, something like just completely blew your mind that happened when you were touring?
1: <laughs>
0: That's well, PG. Okay, so it was let's a, make it PG.
1: <laughs> I, I, keep, I keep it PG. <laughs> so one of the most memorable moments was uh we were playing at this place in uh France. It's a club called Fuzz Young, I think that's how you say it. And we're playing a song and I'm in the middle of solo and so I got my eyes closed and you know, I'm just we're just playing. And there's this lady, this old lady, I don't know, she has to be like in her seventies, pushing eighty maybe. She hmm. jumps on the stage and starts running at Jimmy James, and uh, like this is mid-song, and she just right to his face and just shoves his face in her face, like and, he, and he's still playing and he's trying to back up and she at her and she was trying to make out with him and it was it was oh, funny my God. and the, but the crazy part is I didn't see it because my eyes were closed and I was just playing. I just saw the after of, like, security dragging her off the stage. They put her back down (laughs) off the stage. And then I'm still going, and I, you know, my eyes closed again. And I opened my eyes in enough time to see the same lady making a beeline for me. Like, and she made it to me. She's pulling my jacket, my suit coat. And I'm trying to back up that I'm still playing bass lines with my feet, but I'm, like, leaning backwards. and it, it really felt like she was going to rip my jacket off. She was trying oh to kiss me. I was, like, I was like, man, that lady, uh, I guess she really felt it. <laughs> I
0: guess so. Pretty, I don't know. I mean, that's yeah. a lot, though. That's a lot. I mean, I think not out the club. That's so weird that they, uh, they just took off the stage but uh, they didn't kick her out the club.
1: Yeah, I, I guess uh, she has a history of that, uh, is what I was told. So, okay. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. Maybe it's just different over there. <laughs> but uh, well, that was definitely that? memorable.
0: How do you deal with fans? Are you feeling overwhelmed um, when they're coming up to you? Or, or do they feel like, you know, they're respectful and, and you're able to, like, you know, Give them a moment. How, how, how do you deal with the fans when you're traveling?
1: You know, we're all, the way I look at it, man, is we're just people. We're all just people. Like, whether you're famous or not, you're just a person. And so, you know, most of the time people are respectful and we're respectful. You know, we talk, we hang out with the fans after show. You know, mm-hmm. that's what we do. But, but when they get out of line, they got to deal with Miss Amy Novo. That's my wife. Yes, you yes, take care of okay.
0: that real quick. <laughs> oh my goodness! So now you mentioned that you 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 cut a lot of songs when you were doing "I Told You So." Um, what is the feel of this next album going to be like? Is it is it jazz? Is it funk? Is it soul? Is it a mix of all? What, what's the, the feel of the next album?
1: Well, it's going to be funky. funky. You're going to feel it. Okay. Um, the next album going to have our, our new permanent drummer, uh, Dan Weiss is on that. And, uh, you know, we wrote some stuff and, uh, it's going to be dope. I, I in fact, we were just listening to the, the tracks on the way, because right now we're in Seattle. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, we were just listening to it. It's going to be dope. That's all I can say.
0: So when can we, when can we expect it out?
1: <laughs> well, we oh, yeah. When can we expect that out?
0: Yeah,
1: January of 2022. But we'll okay. have some like releases up until then. You know, we got like we just released Coz's Weiss, which is uh, a track that was on um that's gonna be on the next album. So we released mm-hmm. that as a single we got some okay. other singles and other things that are going to come out before then, but, yeah, it's going to be good.
0: Well, I really appreciate you coming on. I love the album. I love the mix of the different sounds. I can't wait for the next one, and I hope you come back on the show to, you know, share. I'm going to be giving away some of this album, um, so people, please follow me at Joy Keys on Twitter. Check me out on Facebook, Saturday mornings with Joy Keys and on Instagram, and um, Delvon, where can they find you on social media?
1: Uh, you can find us at DLO3. On, uh, if you just go to DLO3music.com, that's D-L-O, the number three, music.com. That's our official website, and you can get all our social media, so our Instagrams, our Facebooks, our Twitters, uh, Googles, and Googles, whatever else is out there, <laughs> you'll get there from there. <laughs>
0: All right, all right. Well, you have a great time. Have a wonderful time, you know, setting up your new home. I, I know you just moved, and please get some sleep sometime in between writing these 80 or 90 or 100 songs that you come up with, okay?
1: Well, in two days, we got to drive to Virginia, so <laughs> I'm probably oh, not going to unpack anything. <laughs> oh,
0: gosh. Well, be safe when you're driving, okay?
1: Will do. Thank you.
0: All right. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Again, I just got off the phone with Delvon Lamar from the Delvon Lamar Organ Trio new album, I Told You So. I'm going to be giving away some copies of the album, so check me out on the social media. Stay tuned. I'm going to be speaking with poet Jericho Brown.